Hallelujah. Greetings in the name of Jesus Christ our King. We are so excited for this opportunity to share the Word of God with you through your favorite program, The Moment of Truth. We are at a critical moment in God's plan for humanity, and God is said to do awesome things in and through individuals, families, communities, organizations, nations, continents, and across generations. As we proclaim the Word of God in the following series, you are going to receive illumination and direction, especially those in the Valley of Decision, and hopefully you'll be accurately positioned for the current move of God. So, sit back and relax. Go ahead, call your family and friends, and get ready for a life-changing encounter with the Word of God. As you do, your life will never be the same again. As the rain comes down from heaven and the snow, and they will never return to him, so will be his word. Amen. His word will not return to him void. Amen. Something is about to happen in your life today, Amen. and that something will distinguish you from the park. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, let the entrance of your word bring light and understanding to the simple. I thank you for the word of power you've put in my heart and my mouth for my generation. As David served his generation before he fell asleep, I'm here to serve my generation, Father. I pray that everyone served today, we give back to you glory, honor, praise, all the days of their lives. They will truly become distinguished. In Jesus' mighty name, and the people said, Praise the Lord. You may be seated in his presence. Today, by God's grace, we shall continue with a message titled, All Men and All Things Are Not Equal. Say that with me. When I ask you to speak, I want to see energy in the house. I don't like this. All things and all men. This is CGCC. Are you alive in Him? Yes. Say with me, all men, all men. And, all things and all things are not equal. For those joining us for the first time, this is part three of the message, which in itself is a continuation of the Dominion Partners Annual Conference theme. The secret of good success. Many of you would, have for, would probably have forgotten by now that I'm still on the same theme. Says Dominion Partners. It's a, long, it's a long way. And I want you to understand that except you put these components together, success will elude you. You may get some success, but may not be good success. If there's no difference between good and bad success, God will not qualify it at all. Are you with me? Last Sunday, after reading three major texts of scripture, Matthew 17, 1 to 9, the man transfiguration story, Romans chapter 9, 1 to 16, where the Bible says, not all Israel are of Israel. And 1 Corinthians 9, 24 to 27, which states that all run, but only one obtains the crown. We establish 
three significant facts about life from those texts of scripture. I'm just giving you a summary of last Sunday. Number one, God deals with us differently as he deems fit. And other times as we deserve. Because there is no partiality with God. He deals with us differently. And sometimes he deals with us as we deserve. He deals with us differently as he deems fit. And other times as we deserve. I established the fact that he had 70 apostolic people that he sent out. He had 12 apostles. Out of the 12 apostles, he had three, Peter, James, and John. And out of the three, he had one that could put his head in his bosom. The disciple Jesus Lord. And even within that inner caucus, uh, there there are uh, different ways he dealt with them. There are different places he went with some that he didn't go with the other. Apostles are equal, but some apostles are more equal than others. I'm quoting from George Well, and I will look deeply in that next week. All animals are equal, but some are more equal than others. If all animals are equal, then the lion should not be the king of the jungle. It just be an, an, another animal. If all animals are equal, the elephant shouldn't look that big. She look like a small rat. And you hear the Yoruba people say, Ajanoku birara. Omochiri babiri ninjo. Ajanoku in Yoruba language is elephant. It's heavy. Ajanoku kojamori in kofuri. Babari in kakpari you cannot say uh, uh, the elephant passes by. Uh, it, it, it passes by so quickly that I don't. Know, I did not even notice it. Ah, elephant in the room, you not notice. It's not possible. All men are not equal. All things are not equal. All animals are not equal. Leave that for next Sunday because I'm going to open the treasure of God's word to you. God deals with us individually as a dim street and other times as we deserve. Part of the reason God does not deal with us equally is because we do not respond to him equally. <laughs> we don't respond to him equally. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 27 to 30 Please pay attention, 1 Samuel 2, 27 to 30. He reads, and I quote, Then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Did I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father when they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? Did I not choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, and to wear an effort before me? And did I not give to the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? Why do you kick at my sacrifice? I'm sorry for pastors who do not know it's his sacrifice. Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering? Who's offering? I can't hear you. Who's sacrifice? Why do you kick at my sacrifice and my offering which I've commanded in my dwelling place? And honor your sons more than me to make yourselves fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel, my people. 
Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father were before me forever. But now I change my mind. But now the Lord says, Fire it be from me. Why? For those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. You see? He blessed them with everything, but he took it away. I remember my son, Olushego. He went to the U.S. And the mother said, well, Shegun is uh, the age where they drive. You must get him a car. I said, car? At what age? I didn't even have a bicycle at his age. But don't argue with your wife. You want to live long. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did I tell you the story of a pastor who was preaching? And he said to the congregation, to all the men, any man here is not controlled by his wife. Get up. And all the men sat down. He said, I'm, I will repeat my question. All the men who are here, who are not controlled by their wives, get up. All the men sat down, except one standing. And he said, wow. Gentlemen, you have to tell us how you accomplished this. He said, my wife told me to get up. <laughs> I bought the car for her, I mean for him, but I did it like IMF with conditionalities. I spelled out the rules. You can only go where we authorize you to go. You can use it to school. Anywhere you take it to the place we approve, and if you are found anywhere you're not supposed to be with this car, I will take it back from you and we'll sell it. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. He took the car, I got back, first report came. I said, Shegu, this report had come. You violated this rule. He said, I'm sorry, sir. I said, first warning. <laughs> Second time, he broke the rule. He knew there was trouble, so he went to call his uncle, who is the one insuring the car. That one came and said, sorry, sir. He will not do it again. Second warning. By the time it happened, the third time, I sold the car. And so he said, Dad, I would like to have a discussion with you. I said, yes. He said, does God bless you and take the blessing back? <laughs> I said, let us look at 1 Samuel chapter 2. <laughs> those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me, I will lightly esteem. He said, I'm talking about blessing. I said, Malachi chapter 3. I have cursed your blessing. Now it is because, oh, Daddy, what you do? <laughs> Grumbled for a few days. He looked at me. When I sold the car, I didn't pocket the money. I gave it to the agent who made me buy it. I said, this is the car money. Keep it. And when he became extremely sober, 
The first car was a Jalo P, fairly used. When he became extremely sober and responsible, one day I drove him to BMW store and I bought him a brand new one. Wow. I said, you see, son, at that time I took it from you, you were violating the rules. The Father has abundant blessings for us all. Amen. But we are not mature enough to handle them. And to spare our lives is not pouring them out. But when you get to the place where you can handle it, and it will not handle you. Then it will release more. Can I hear? Amen. Amen. Part of the reason God does not deal with us equally is because we do not respond to him equally. Second Samuel chapter 22, listen to this attentively. The way you respond to God is the way God responds to you. You can lay hold of the message I preached several years ago, divine reciprocities. Divine reciprocities. Get, lay hold of that message and lock yourself up with it. And don't blame anyone for where you are. You are partly, if not majorly, responsible for your state in life. Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 21 to 28. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also blameless before him, and I kept myself from my iniquity. He knew he had iniquity. He had to deal with it and say, you know what, this is going to rob me of great blessings, therefore I'm dying to it. Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyes. Read the next one with me. Ready? Read. With a merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. With a pure, you will show yourself pure. And with a devious, you will show yourself true. Measure for measure. The way you respond to God is the way God responds to you. Don't blame anyone for your situation. Look in the mirror. Whoever you find there is the enemy of your soul. More often than not, it's you. Except you take someone else with, with you to stand before the mirror. With the merciful, you show yourself merciful. With the pure, you show yourself pure. Do you understand me? The way you respond to him is the way he responds to you. David desired to build God a house. And God said, uh-uh, don't build it, I'll build you a dynasty. We'll compare notes oh, at the end of the citadel when we move in. When you see your yagba yagba omiokun and breakthroughs left and right, right and center for some people, say, how did they come by? They didn't steal. But they deprived themselves of so many things just to make sure it is done. When you are saying, the little I have, I have to keep it. How long will it last? Say to your neighbor, the way you respond to God is the way God responds to you. Fact of life number two that we established last Sunday, I'm just expanding it a little more this morning 
The fact that men and women were born into the same family does not mean that they will end up in the same position or status in life. Hmm. How many children do your parents have? Your mom has two. Your dad has how many? Six of us. Whenever you hear that, it's because the man has gone out again. Oh, mm-hmm. It's always men. Hardly do you find women doing it. Except the first husband dies or he divorced her. Six children. You have six siblings between your both parents. Are you on the same level today? No, sir. The six of you? The two of you, are you on the same level? No, we're not. You're not? Okay. I'm not asking who is higher, who is lower. I'm just asking, you are not. Why are you not? Are you not from the same womb? Are you not raised in the same house? This was clearly evident in the lives of Cain and Abel, who though were siblings from the same womb, ended not receiving the same acceptance and recognition from God Almighty due to the offerings each one offered. Tell your neighbor, offering is warfare. Offering <laughs> Give me Genesis chapter 4. Give me Genesis 4, 1 to 5. Now Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, and said, I have acquired a man from Satan. I can't hear you. I've acquired a man from who? From the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain was the one who first thought of it, the first to do it. Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their father. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. But they were brothers. They were both worshippers. They were attending the same church and they brought offerings according to what they had. No, Cain did not bring the first fruit of his field. He just brought of the fruits of the field. But Abel bought the first born of his animals and their fat to God. And God had respect not only for his offering, but for Abel. Because if there's no respect on you, there cannot be respect on your offering. If you are not given in honor, you cannot be honored. Honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. When you give in church, God does not receive the money, he receives the honor. But if that offering is not from a honorable source, he does not honor God, he will not honor you. Let me read further. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Do you know there are some people here this morning as I was singing? Uh, Oshu, 
Oshu ola lekperegede. Oshu, Oshu. And I began to mention, who are they? Uh, are they trying to save the rest of us who gave little? We do not matter. Keep on complaining. Keep on murmuring. And when you get out, just keep on murmuring until you get to electric pool. You learn your lessons. Because it won't change anything. I'm not elevating money about God. But we must give honor to whom honor is due. And if I get to the end of this message and I'm able to establish it to you, you see that some people deserve honor. Because they are given their all. Their time. Their te- you will think they have no other thing they are doing other than the citadel. And the rest of us are just waiting for the day of dedication. And we'll go to look for our bottom box. Everybody will know in our neighborhood that we are opening what we did not contribute anything to. Let me comp- But he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. Listen, so the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and his desire is for you, but you should rule over it. The enemy is lying at the door waiting for you to yield to him so that he can use you to commit the first homicide surrounding offering. The first time there was homicide in the Bible was as a result of offering. Offering is warfare. It's difficult to part with your money after all you've worked out for it, but you've forgotten who supplies the strength. Mm. Oh, it's my contacts and my connection. Well done, Nebuchadnezzar. You spend some time with animals. Is this not Babylon for the majesty of my kingdom? The kingdom is departed from you. Whenever God has a project like this, He will lift some up. You pull others down. This child, Jesus, uh, was Nathan was talking about. This child is for the rise and fall of many in Israel. You will rise in the name of Jesus. Point number three, fact of life number three. People may start the race of life on the same spot, but none all of them will be crowned. Even in a football match, 11 people may play for the winning team. Only the captain is called upon to receive the call. Not so. Or when they say the, the winner is Chelsea or Arsenal or Man U. If you have a Man U, let me see your hand. Asana? What's the other one? Chelsea. Chelsea. Liverpool. You needed to be in our house the day. Uh, what's the name? The day Leicester team won. Hi. My wife came alive. 
Is that a team? No. She was born in Leicester. Okay. He said, we, we won. I said, who are the we? I'm going to hit you on football hard this morning. But let me keep on going. They do not give the cup to 11 people. They will call the captain. 1 Corinthians 9.24 1 Corinthians 9.24 Do you not know that those who run in a race all? I can't hear you. How many run? All run. But one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may obtain the prize. Turn it. In order to support this facts of lying, last Sunday we look at the genealogy of Adam in Genesis chapter 5 verse 1 to 5. We didn't see Cain there because he had walked away from the presence of the Lord. We did not see Abel there. His brother had killed him. We only saw one name there. What was the name? Seth. And then Adam had how many sons? Many sons and daughters. And he fell asleep. And I ask you their names. Nobody mentioned their names. Why? They are bankunjos. They are spectators in the game of life. Ask your neighbor, are you a stakeholder? <laughs> you are not asking well, oh. <laughs> or a spectator. Which one are you? I can't hear you. Okay, let me give you some food for thought. Say food for thought. Food for thought, number one. Take the game of football, for example. It is the spectators that pay for all the big earnings of the star footballers. And they will be telling you their star footballer is earning uh, which, which, which one? You should know. Who is earning, who is earning serious money now? Sanchez. United, last year. No, not Nigeria. Sanchez, Man United, last year, 500,000 pounds per week. 500,000 pounds per week wow. is the earning. Are they getting it as loan from the bank? No, sir. The, the, the owner of the team is the one paying them. Where do they get the money from? The fans. The fans. <laughs> not the air conditioners. <laughs> the fans. The fans. The spectators maintain the stakeholders in life. You know, I learned for early stage when Brad Kumi was telling us that television is a thief of time. I learned from that stage that those who watch television too much don't appear on it. £500,000 per week and they'll keep on paying. Okay, that's the only commentary I know. <laughs> it's ancient now. And I didn't go to any football field to watch. It was right division. Then I opened a pass to Babali, pass Babali, pass to Thunder Balogun, Thunder Balogun, and it's a goal. We will all jump. I never met Thunder Balogun. You will see a man like 
is watching television like elder what's your team asna okay even people say hi to your team you need to be in the house where my children are discussing this football i don't know anything man you what does he mean <laughs> he has a man in the comfort of his home watching blood pressure. <laughs> He's killing himself. <laughs> Football and entertainment had become the in thing that I was driving through a Kwebi one day and in front of a church they said, please come next Sunday when the game begins to stop the service. I am not kidding. I saw it with my eyes that we will wait for you to watch and then the service will continue. The only football season. You have to change Bible study to a day they don't play. But this man will not come. They are all arsenal. They are all man you in a manhole. You will think something hit them. Spectators club of the world. They put 500,000 pounds in the pocket of other people. Let me give you food for thought number two. Food for thought number two. In fact, this morning I was tempted to title this message, Distinguished Ladies and Gentlemen. So you can make a subtitle. Say that with me. Distinguished. I can hear you. Ladies. And gentlemen, if you have been at any state function or even functions thrown by top bankers, and they will get the best compare. Do you understand me? Men who can speak English better than the Queen. And when they man the rostrum, they say, Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, how <laughs> distinguished. Is distinguished. Have you attended any of such functions, wedding, state function, non-state functions, banking function, bankers, whatever it is? We have big men. Let me see your hand. Have you ever attended any party where they say distinguished, ladies and gentlemen? Yes. Okay. Do I have distinguished, ladies and gentlemen, in this house? Yes. I can't hear you. Yes, sir. Distinct. If you are, if 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 you are, if you are, if you if you are distinguished and you are a lady or you are distinguished and you are a gentleman, I want you to answer me. Distinguished, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. Good. Let's define distinguish. Distinguish means famous. Eminent and one who shows distinction. Famous, 
eminent and one who shows distinction. Do you think distinguish applies to everyone? You are not answering anymore. Do you think it applies to everyone who say yes here this morning? I can't hear you. <laughs> Will he apply to you if you had such a function? Don't answer me. I know your answer. Uh, it will apply to me tomorrow. I'm talking of now. <laughs> you attend a function and you are looking for a chair. You should not go. <laughs> you understand me? You don't Stay at home. Stay at home. Because it has only one or two. And it wash and wash. And the party will not stop. <laughs> the clothes will tear. Stay at home. When it is your day, they will be waiting for you to arrive. They will meet you at the door. They will usher you to your seat. Because you are distinguished. If you are not there yet, when they said, ladies and gentlemen, distinguished, so will you pray that prayer this morning? Distinguished, ladies and gentlemen. Aha, you have been truthful. Let me provide some distinguished biblical personalities for you to show you what it means to be distinguished. So when they deceive you as a distinguished ladies and gentlemen and you are posing and then you are looking for uh, what do you not taxi, what do you use now? You are looking for Uber <laughs> to take you home from a party. Is it compulsory? Now, see, nobody's listening to me anymore. Uh, is it wrong to enter you back? It's not wrong. But why do you have to be looking for Uber at, at the party where you're distinguished? <laughs> why do you have to rush to a party where you are driving? You are the one driving. It's not time. Except you're a staff of the company that you have to show up. Stay away. Wait till you can be driven there, you can get there neat. There's time for everything under the sun. We left home one day, we forgot because there was a a pin card that you have to put on the for the machine to open. Miss Viana, I said, I forgot the pin. We got there. Before I could, you're welcome, sir. Please enter. <laughs> That's when you are ready. But let me give you the opposite. It was at the University of Lagos. I was already pastoring here. I joined the couple and they pleaded with me to be the chairman. That's why I stopped being chairman. They said, say, please, sir, we want you to be the chairman at the reception also. Thank you, Adadi. Okay. The chairman of today, 
is our beloved Pastor Tony Bakary. And I got up. But they have called a man before me. You know, you know, the chairman oftentimes they want to call us. So the man before me was wearing a big massive abada. And I was still in the suit I used to preach. The person who was the head usher never knew who I was. So I got there. And the man before me was offered the chair of the chairman to sit. So I beckoned to him and said, who is the chairman? He said, that's the chairman. I said, no, I'm Tunde Bakari. Is it Tunde Bakari? I said, then they began, excuse me, sir, you have to get up. Why did they say that's the chairman? Yorubas have funny ways. Ashonla, Kolenyonla, that will apply to the man. But what applied to me, that the irritation is on the Lord You do not look like a chairman. You do not dress like a chairman. Why are you the chairman? So after that, they will say, I'm going to be chairman. David, the son of Jesse. It was one out of eight sons. Abiola, you are one out of six. David was one out of eight and was the last one. For Samuel 17, 12 to 14. Now, David was, is anybody reading with me? Now David was the son of that Ephratite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and who had eight sons. David was the son of a man who had eight sons. Now the Bible does not say David was one of the sons. I hope you are reading. Yes, sir. The Bible does not say David was one of the sons of Jesse. It said David was the son. Although his father had eight sons. Before now, he too was introduced as a son. It was not the son. For Samuel... Chapter 16, verse 13. We want to see what distinguished David from the park. 1 Samuel 16, verse 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. That's David. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. What happened to the rest? The Spirit of the Lord was not upon them. The spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. And a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul servant said to him, Surely, Ogachiyawiri. <laughs> That's what they are telling him. Surely a distressing spirit from God is troubling you. 
Let our master now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is a skillful player on the harp. And it shall be that he will play it with his hand when the distressing spirit from God. Because nothing happens to a king or to you without either the direction or permission of God. A distressing spirit from God is a, was upon him. And you shall be well. So Saul said to his servants, provide me now a man who can play well and bring him to me. The music you listen to can make you crazy or can make you well. You can listen to some music and blow your own brain at the end of the day. Or you can listen to some music and come into alignment and fear God more. Let's read. Then one of the servants answered and said, look, I have seen uh-huh. I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a mighty man of valor. You are looking at his CV. A man of war who had not joined the army. Prudent in speech, and a handsome person. The Lord is with him. David was a son who became the son. They were born and raised in the same home, but he distinguished himself. What was it that brought David into limelight? The killing of Goliath. Let's check. It's important. First Samuel 17, I'll read from verse 1. This is very important. 1 Samuel 17 from verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered at Shoko, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Shoko and Azekah in Ephesus, Daniel. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. <laughs> the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side. Everyone will have to protect his own mountain. And Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from God, whose height was nine feet six inches, six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had a bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. And a shield bearer, that's armor bearer, went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel. And said to them, why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and you the servants of Saul? Choose. How many people? That's all you need. Boko Haram has been ravaging the land because there is no man. I'm not saying there are no soldiers. I'm not saying there's no army. I'm not saying there's no chief of army staff. 
chief of the church. I'm not saying that, but there's no man. Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and servers. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. What happened? There was no man in the camp of Israel. Let's see what happened to those who are there. There's no man there. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, David was the son. What was to make him the son was about to manifest. Do you understand me? Now, David was the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite. He was not part of the army. He came to deliver groceries. But certain things had happened to him behind the scenes. He said, God trained his hands to war. His fingers to battle. God brought a lion, brought a bear, and released him with, with anointing of God upon him, upon his life. He took the animal of the mouth of the bear and of the mouth of the and tore them. And Goliath thought everybody was like Saul. This seminar in fear went on for 40 days and 40 nights. Goliath would just come out, did not shoot a bullet. Did not throw a stone. He would just come out and speak. I don't want to tell you what happened to Saul. Jelon Tosara. Me motive Ibon Samuel. Me o desope mo fe jobao. I didn't say I want to be king. Go. Jaja mojoko alumderio. I was minding my business before they came. They came to call me. On the fortieth day was the moment David came to battle. And Goliath made a mistake of his life. He said the same words. And David said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Defying the armies of the God of Israel. He said, Tell the king, I'm the man for the job. Killed only one person. Musicians went into their factory, into their studio, and began to wax different albums. The one by the women is Saul has killed is thousands, and David is ten thousand. The trouble began for David. When you succeed, you have trouble big time. It's part of the package. Hear David's testimony before he stepped into that battle and see his God confidence. Not self confidence, his God confidence. 1 Samuel 17, 32 to 37. 1 Samuel 17, 32 to 37. Then David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able. Look at me. 
I'm taller than you are. He was about 16 at this stage. I'm taller than you are. As a teenager. The man you would like to fight, the Philistine, <laughs> you are you, and he a man of war. Oh, Magoliath. A man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. I'm a lion killer. I'm a bear killer. That was the rehearsal I've heard before this day. <laughs> if the lion is the king of the jungle and Goliath is the chief of Amistad, I equal, I, I, I put them on the same platform. Yeah. <laughs> the seven has killed both lion and bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, The Lord who delivered me, this battle is not mine. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. That's how his son became the son that the whole of Israel had of. Oshimato, Irawa Mishima Tosio, Eh, Awa Omayo, Jesutiso Fumipe, Irawa Mishima Tos. Words in marble by Samuel Johnson. I want you to write it down. Samuel Johnson said, and I'm quoting him, Whatever we hope to do with each, we must learn to do first with diligence. Whatever we hope to do with ease, we must learn to do first with diligence. When David was doing his rehearsal, his training with the bear, with the lion, when David was learning how to throw stones with his left and right hand, he did not know the day would come when it will only be his catapult that will knock down the giant. Whatever we hope to do with ease, we must learn to do first with diligence. Why? These are now my words. Distinguished people are diligent people. Distinguished people are diligent people. The Bible says it is a diligent hand that will bear rule. Let King David give his testimony after he had become king. Shall we call him into the witness box? King David, talk to us. What happened? How did you accomplish? What distinguished you from eight children? Out of eight, you are the last. How did you become this son? Listen to him. First Chronicles 28, verse number 1. First Chronicles 28, verse number 1. Now David assembled at Jerusalem. How many people? All the leaders of Israel, the officers of the tribes, and the captains of the divisions who served the king, the captains over thousands, the captains over hundreds, and the stewards of all the substance and possessions of the king and of his sons with the officials 
the valiant men and all the mighty men of valor. When he said he gathered all Israel. Is it everybody in Israel? Hello? They don't get class? Shall we read it again? Let's read again. Start from verse 1. Now David assembled at Jerusalem all leaders of Israel. Why? They are the representatives of the people. Do you know when we had my daughter's wedding? Do you know what happened? I said, your leaders will represent you. Even if you wanted to be there, that has disqualified you. Sorry. Leaders, not dealers. Even among leaders, you will see class. The officers of the tribes, first level. The captains of the divisions who serve the king. The captains over thousands. The captains over hundreds. The stewards of all the substance and possessions of the king and of his sons with the officials. The valiant men and all the mighty men of valor. I had the privilege of flying with Mr. President in his presidential jet. <laughs> One time to America, another time to the UK. There were many in the plane, but we were only four in his cabin. Even amongst us four that sat there, his seat was the only one with the crest. Same type of seat. And I learned some protocol matter. When it was time to serve us food, they served him first. <laughs> Stableman, Scott Larry. After they served him, then they came to us. What do you want? <laughs> In the same cab. Ipola darao, Ipola, Ipoye wumi lopo lopo, Moshima debel, Uniko. Bonami lobo, uoniko bonami Madeni atata, madeni olola Bori banjo balola o, moshi madebe o I'm hopeful Amen Anytime we will stop Any nation's time to go down the rest of us will go down first. To go and wait for him to come down. And when he gets, thank you. Thank you. Ipuola, Narao, Ipuola, Ipuyamu, me, Lopo, Lopo, Moshima, Debel. It's okay. <laughs> First Chronicles chapter 28, let me read on. Then the king rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren, my people, my people. I don't even know where that one is now. <laughs> I had it in my heart to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord. 
and for the stool of our God. And had made preparations to build it. But God said to me, you shall not build a house for my name. Because you have been a man of war and have shed blood. However, the Lord God of Israel. Read. I can't hear you. That's what distinguishes you from the park. The God of Israel chose me above all the house of my father to be king over Israel forever. And he has chosen Judah to be the ruler. And of the house of Judah, the house of my father. And among the sons of my father, he was pleased with me to make me king over all Israel. That's what distinguishes you. If God does not choose you, you'll be contesting election, you'll be losing. Until the time appointed. Do you understand me? And you'll be broke. What distinguishes people is God choosing them above others. Do you understand? When they say distinguished, I want you to know what it means. That's why I'm going through this. Distinguished, don't answer. Just say, Lua, come here. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, uh-huh, you are answering properly. Because if you are really distinguished, when we say we are buying 5,200 chairs at 150,000 each, you say, uh, Pastor, tell the congregation not to bother. Here is my check for it. That's when you are this Olua Kamiye. Can you see it gets level two? I'm still, I'm still struggling with 100. This thing has level. Olua Kamiye. Okay. Let me present another uh, biblical example. His name is Daniel. What was it that distinguished Daniel from the park? You can write this down. I will read from Daniel chapter 5, but write this down. Number one is sense of purpose. Daniel purpose in his heart. Not to defile himself with the king's portion of meat or drink. They will dangle carrot before you so that you can extend your destiny for a meal. A sense of purpose. Number two, the spirit of excellence that was an oppression in his life. He could not tolerate mediocrity. Number three, his ability to do things right and to do the right things. His ability to do things right and to do the right things. Some are efficient, they are not effective. They do things right, but don't do the right things. But if you are really going to break through, you need to be effective and efficient at the same time. To do things right and to do the right things. Brothers and sisters, you can say amen to that one. Saints of God. You can say amen to that one. Ladies and gentlemen, Olua Kamiye. Distinguished ladies and gentlemen, Daniel was not lucky 
He was diligent. Say that with me. Daniel, Daniel. was not lucky. He was diligent. What's in marble too? What's in marble? This by Benjamin Franklin. Diligence is the mother of good luck. Diligence is the mother of good luck. We may need to ask. I didn't say anything. Say with me. Diligence, Diligence is the mother of good luck. I will read from Daniel chapter 5. I beg your pardon. Daniel chapter 6. Verse 1 to 5. Daniel chapter 6, 1 to 5. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. How many people will be over the whole kingdom? 120 satraps. And over this, Three governors, of whom Daniel was one. You know what that means. And I'm not saying one, two, three here. It was numero uno. It was primus inter pares, first among the equals. It was nulli secundus, second to none. <laughs> Daniel was one. That the satraps might give account to them so that the king will suffer no loss. 120 people to give account to three people of whom Daniel was one. Okay. Then this Daniel did what? Oh no, somebody read. These ladies, distinguished ladies and gentlemen. You want to know how he distinguished himself? I've told you. His sense of purpose. The spirit of excellence and operation is in his life. His ability to do things right and to do the right things. His diligence and discipline. This Daniel, I loved. There are many Daniels in the city. But this is different. Then this Daniel distinguished himself. Above the governors who are, in his, who are his peers, who are in the same class with himself. He distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find no charge or fault because... He was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Then you cannot attain this level of of distinction if you keep on saying, there's nobody without mistakes. Thanks so much for listening. We have to end it here today. But it's been a real joy to come into your homes to unveil the truth of God's Word. This message will continue in a subsequent episode. I pray that the truth you've embraced will not only set you free, but it will empower you to impact your environment positively 
as God's representative in your sphere of influence. Till we meet again on this platform, remain sandwiched between the peace of God and the God of peace. God bless you richly. Bye for now.